Hey guys, so this might seem a little bit jarring. I'm Xander from the future who's been who's editing this right now and realized there's about five minutes of audio that has com that sounds horrible. It is unlistenable. It sounds like this. And that made me crease. <laughs> I was dying. I loved it. Uh Yikes, right? Uh, the only thing you've missed is we talked about Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. That was, we we were disappointed by it. We didn't like it very much. And then we started talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the newest Quentin Tarantino film. And Will had some really interesting points, so I didn't want to cut the whole thing out. So uh, it might seem like we're in the middle of a conversation, because we are. But I will uh, hand back over to Will. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I don't want to say nothing interesting. I... I mean, I wrote a long review on this. I can't even. Think, I don't have words for it. That's the thing. I feel like it, the film sort of works as maybe Tarantino saying that I don't know. It's his experience in Hollywood, or what his experience in Hollywood could have been in three separate ways. So one of them being uh, Margot Robbie going to see their films, you know, having pride for your own film, and seeing yourself on the screen, having that be a positive experience, and how also uh, she gets recognised by people, and yeah. it's a comment on how. She's just a person, but you know she, she's getting photos. I don't feel, really feel that was very well explored, but it happens. Um, and with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's sort of a, a failing. He feels like he's a failing uh, actor, and that maybe that's what Quentin Tarantino felt. Because I mean, he's acted in films, but he's primarily known for direction and maybe yeah. even writing as well. Yeah, um, maybe that's how Tarantino feels as well, or maybe how he thought he could have felt if he. I don't know, stop making films, God knows. And and also, um, Brad Pitt is is now once, is now the continuation of Leonardo DiCaprio's character, who is, who it feels like he's failing, but Brad Pitt has sort of failed at this point. He's no yeah. longer doing anything really of importance no. in, in film industry. And no, he's just like, he's assistant. Yeah, and maybe that's Tarantino's fear, and that's why, I, that's, and Brad Pitt, I feel like, even though he doesn't have the sh like the shortest screen time would be Margot Robbie. Yeah. But Brad Pitt feels like he was the least explored in terms of like in actual like if if you're talking general like what Tarantino is maybe commenting on maybe he's, he doesn't want to show much of this character because it's maybe no. too real. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's what Tarantino kind of feels. He kind of feels like I don't know what I mean what is the point of sort of making <laughs> films like or should I just quit? Like I don't know. And then the final climax is is um I don't want to spoil it, but there is. Obviously, it's a Tarantino film. You would expect that. When that happens, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he starts to get work again. Yeah, so... he, he, he sort of goes off to meet um, hmm. Michael Robbie. Yes, yes. Um, And sort of like, he's welcomed into Hollywood again. Yeah. And, and it, uh, that's quite a is nice that, ending. Yeah, and is that... But it's like it's quite cynical as well, because it's like, is Tarantino saying that you have to do some to uh, get good in Hollywood, to get big in Hollywood. is it is Or is that just completely random? Because he does things. The final thing that Leo does is messed up. It but is, then, yeah. But he still gets work because of it. It's so that... Um, someone sort of used it as a... Brad Pitt is a stuntman, and so does all of the fighting. Okay. And does all of the main work. Yeah. And then... Leo comes out at the end for the final shot yes. and is made to look the hero. Yes. Whereas actually that's a, that's Brad, right. Brad Pitt does all the work and, and then Leo's just, just there yeah. for the action shot. Yeah. Which is quite interesting as well. Um I just 
I just like Tarantino. I love mm. the dialogue. I love Leo's performance. He's amazing, especially during that second hour when he's on the western shoot. Yeah. Um, I love that scene at the ranch with a Brad Pitt, and that is so tense. You have no idea what's going to happen because yeah, you know that yeah. you sort of understand who's who. You know that they're like they're the Manson family, yes. so you know something Something's messed up. Something messed yeah. up might happen, and you keep it going. You're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Yeah, what's going to happen? And that is so intense. Um, and that keeps going through that whole scene, and that I love that scene. I'd love to see a Tarantino horror movie. Yeah, he'd probably pull it off pretty he well. He would yeah. do so well. Um, yeah, I think that Margot Robbie is mainly there as almost like a red herring. Yes, because you think the movie's about her. Yeah, but it's not really. It just represents her in a nice light. Yeah, I think it's just Tarantino being nice. Um, it's rare. But yeah. he's just being he just wants to represent someone who isn't very well represented. Yeah. Like in a positive asp in a positive light, you know, on cinema being just being happy. Yeah. And yeah. I mean always said the tragedy with Sharon Tate and the Manson Murders was horrible. And um the movie is also saying like at the end, you know it's it's weird how <sighs> I I like the ending because yeah. it's it's funny. It's funny and violent and horrible, but it's also like you're changing history. That's it's different in Inglorious when you're changing history because it's it's killing Hitler. It's like yeah. yeah, that's fine, but this that affects like loads of people, so it's not really affecting anyone. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is so it's such an isolated incident, and you you know you're killing. It's quite an intimate incident as well. Yeah, that you're changing personal history, not just it. wider history. I think that could have. Uh, it's a bit problematic, but it's not a really... little, a little bit. But I think he mm. pulls it off okay. Yeah, and mainly because he's Tarantino and he can really do anything at this point. I think that's. I think if it was a lesser filmmaker, you then, wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this would have got much play. Yeah, it, yeah. Honestly, I, well, I, so he's saying that someone tried it. There was a Sharon Tate movie last uh, in twenty nineteen. Oh god, not, on um, Netflix, not the haunting of Sharon Tate, is it? Yeah, no, that that trash piece that yeah. I watched it, but because I, I, I had no and it was like she was having nightmares about it happening yeah. beforehand, and it's like that's in really poor taste. Extremely problematic film. Yeah, yeah. Um, heard so, so many things. Much but better. I watched it because I, uh, I was thinking at this point we could do the Oscar um, best pictures, but I thought Real. as well we've got quite a few to go so I think we'll just sort of do like a small ranking yeah, at the end yeah. of them all because um, th- this is the first one for a while because the rest of them don't come until like October yep. um, the next one on this list is uh, we'll uh, rattle through three of these because I yeah, saw all three of these in one day that's doable we've got Good Boys Good Boys never watch it Angel Has Fallen and Crawl mm-hmm. so Good Boys really cute comedy okay. um, it's rude and funny and mm weirdly sexual Um, and it's almost like super bad but for the younger audience younger kids Um, but it's also got so much heart to it and that's what I loved about it I love that the relationship between the three kids is great and uh, the the final 20 minutes is so true because like they they sort of separate but then they all come back together uh, at like a party when they're older it's Ah. really adorable that's nice um, I'd, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Yep. Angel Has Fallen, the third <laughs> movie in the Olympus Has Fallen franchise. I love this series. It's just so funny. I liked the first one when I was younger. I liked the first one. And I 
There were bits of the second one that I liked. Yep. This one is terrible. I, I just love it. I adore it because it's just so funny. It's just, Every decision made is just so funny. And I'm glad. I'm glad it exists. I'm just... It's not a boring watch. It's, <laughs> like, for me, Hobbs and Shaw, I found quite boring. But this, I, not, a boring, not a boring second in this film at all. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I thought it sucked. The CGI was appalling. It was also... I don't know whether it was the theatre I was in. Yep. It was a normal theatre... Or whether it was the actual movie, but it was so... Every time a gunshot went off, it was like pissed. Yeah, they kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I think the plot was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I just love, like, pro-America, like, action films. They're just so interesting. They're just so... Because <laughs> it's like... It's just watching from a perspective that someone who just loves their country and, and wants it's... to make a film... That's so patriotic. It's fantastic. And it's super obvious who the villain is. Yeah. Even when the person walks in, you don't know it's you don't know who the villain is at all. Yeah. And then you see that the vice president is um, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, he's a character actor. He's the he's the villain. Yeah. I'm starting to spot the twist in movies by casting. <laughs> That's how many movies I've seen yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How did I know that Liam Neeson was the villain in Men in Black? How did I know that Tim Blake Nelson was the villain in Angels Fallen? Yeah. Because I know things about char- about yeah. actors. It's ridiculous. And Crawl, the uh, hurricane movie in Florida with the alligators. Oh, and the yeah, alligators yeah. invade the house. Yes. Or amazing I loved this movie mm. people were expecting it to be terrible and I, yeah, I mean, never got it. I never got that sense yeah. I thought it looked scary and I'm you know it's, it's a creature feature and it could be campy yeah. but it's it does it it takes it well and the character it's really just an intimate story about a father and a father and daughter who've sort of lost touch over the years since the divorce mm. and uh, it's about them sort of forming this relationship again and it's really intense. They're stuck in this, like, crawl space under a house, hence the title Crawl. Mm. They're stuck in this crawl space under the house and they can't get out. And then the water starts rising and the more the water, there's, the more there's water, the faster the alligators are. That's and that is tense. It's tense. Yeah. And then they finally get out from there. They get into the house and then the house is filling with water so they're still swimming about. Yeah. It's great. It's so great. If you thought, if you've got some preconceived notion about the trailer or about the the plot forget that watch it it's terrifying was it Sam Raimi uh, Sam Raimi produced 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 okay. yeah uh, to be fair though I thought that meant a lot I was yeah. I was like that and then The Grudge came out earlier this year yeah. and apparently that is the worst thing some so, really bad things about that yeah yeah because I was really excited about that because it was Sam Raimi produced yeah but, you'd think yeah uh, um, the next one, I think um, I, I did a podcast on this one mm. as well. Um, it Chapter Two. Not a fan. Uh, really yeah. didn't like it. Took everything good about the first one. Killed it. It was um, so long. It very was... long. Overstayed its welcome completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. They they knew they had. They didn't know how much of a hit it was going to be mm. with the kids. So then when the. Uh, then the second one came out, they were like, well, we have to get the kids back. Yeah. And so they put weird CGI on them to de-age yeah, them and it strange, looked weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... And it's also... The ending is so weird. Like with the big yeah. spider and they just shout him. I laughed so dies. hard. I laughed so hard because they were just they were just swearing at him. And I was like, this yeah. is the funniest scene I've ever seen. <laughs> you're, you're a clown. It's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> it's like, oh no, my heart. My twist. Yeah, my, no. my twist. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. He just gets trolled. He gets internet trolled. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Oh god, it's just it's funny. It's it's crazy. He's a very weak character in the end. Yeah, he is. Um, it, it, whatever. Yeah. Like don't take it. Don't give it out if you can't take it, bro. Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Um, yeah, really disappointing mm. um, in that. But I still have the first one, and it's such a stand. That first one is so standalone mm. that you can watch it without having to watch the second one. Yeah, I think that's right. So um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with just the first one for now. Yeah. Um, now then, we'll. Uh, uh, Hustlers came out. There we go. Haven't you seen you haven't seen Hustlers. I di- I didn't think about this movie at all, and then oh. I saw the reviews. I was like, yeah. "This is good." Well, yeah. I've got to see this now. So I went and saw it. It is good. It's almost like a Wolf of Wall Street thing. That's surprising. But with uh, Constance Wu and Jennifer Hudson. All right. Uh, I think yeah, Jennifer Hudson should have been nominated for something hmm. for this. Um, th- th- she was the first person that of the year really of Oscar season mm. like October onwards where people were saying oh maybe the, the, she might get nominated mm. um, the studio clearly had no faith in it putting it in September just mm. the week after it came out yeah um, but it was still super solid and uh, really empowering as well yeah uh, for, for the female audience yeah not, not much else really to say if you haven't seen it for some reason this is a perfect date night movie oh. and um, you ever get one yeah, if you ever get one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one, Ad Astra, Sad Brad Pitt. This one, uh, very breathtaking, Sa- but much Sa- like space, it's equally empty. I feel like <laughs> it was. Had a You've lot. had that prepared. I, You've had that prepared. It had lots to it. it had lots. To, I, I I did prepare it the last ten seconds of your of your little uh, hustlers thing. Um, yes, it's. Really does feel empty, does it? It, it I, feels like they're going for a two thousand one. They are, and the studio were like, "No, we need action in this." Yeah, and they so put it's a the weird hybrid, the weird space monkey. That mm. is, that is the most questionable scene I've seen yeah. in a movie in twenty nineteen. Like, why on earth was there an evil space chimpanzee in this yeah. weird mo- in this deep movie about space exploration and Brad Pitt with this like emotional thing yeah. about his dad. The whole thing with the dad, I don't think, was very well explored, sadly. No. They could have done far more with him. He has... I would love to see, in, like, ten years, mm. a director's cut of this. Yes. Like, Blade Runner style. Because I feel like there's another cut out there of this that takes out the unnecessary action set pieces yeah. and is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, it's just... Okay. Because it does do something it's interesting to see the aspect of the future going to space going to space is like a what was it it was like a vacation sort of thing it, yeah. there are shops there are like yeah like yeah there KFC is it's in weird. space or something yeah there was yeah. a subway there was a Seven yeah. Eleven. it's interesting to see it. and it doesn't really too but too much focus on it. it sort of puts it to the side like of the whole commercializing of space yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting and the, you said it's stunning yeah. It's amazing to see. The CGI is incredible. Yeah. I don't know how this wasn't nominated for, for best visual effects. I think it's probably down to the fact that it's space. And one of my friends says, Maybe. you can't make a space movie look bad. So. I guess, yeah. yeah. I guess. Uh, this next one was the first... Actually, that's a lie. Ad Astra was the first movie I saw when I came mm. to Leeds. Um, but this was the first one that we spoke about together. Yeah. Uh, this is The Farewell. Yeah. So this is a Chinese movie. Um, about a family that their grandmother Nai Nai is a has cancer and she's got like three months to live, and they all basically it's a tradition in China to not tell a family member if they're dying. Mm-hmm. 
So, and just to let them live their life uh, without the worry. So they fake a wedding so that everyone can come over yeah. and th- so they can all say goodbye to her. And Excellent setup, really good. Really great setup, and it's heartbreaking. It really is. And it's funny, and it's it's a really nice family movie. Really well shot as well. Really well shot, yeah. And it's it's not entirely in Chinese as well. Yeah. So, so you know, if you have a problem with subtitles, then it's not all Chinese. Yeah. It's also main character English. has a very American accent. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This this movie is one of my favorites of last year. Yeah. And uh, I I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be one of those ones that I'm going to be watching for years to come and just mm-hmm. be like, man, this was good. This mm-hmm. was really good. Um. Aquafina, really good. Yeah, yes. really, very, very. Yeah. Good. yeah, she she got nominated for a Golden Globe for this. Oh, she and, deserved it. Yeah, very well deserved. Mm. Um, not much really else to say about it. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Wait, did she? She won, didn't she? Did she? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure she won. Yeah, she won best uh, actress. Like, best actress. Best actress. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. I remember hearing Aquafina. Let me check that. Yeah, let me check that. But yeah, she was excellent. Um, she's a really good range of emotions, especially with knowing two languages or more than that, even maybe. Yeah, just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, oh God, it's such a heartfelt film. It's not one of those films that, like, I don't want to preemptively jump into the Yeah, she women, did win. But... She did win. Yes. There you go. I mean, she deserved it, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying? I, I, it's, it's one of those films. It's not a, where I don't want to pre- you know, preemptively say that Little Women was super, super emotional, but it was. And compared to this, it didn't make me cry, you know, this film didn't make me cry, but it's like. It still is. It's gut punching. It's it, realizing it is, just yeah. what's going on. It's absolutely yeah, the, the plot itself is horrible, yeah. but it's um, it's done really well. Yeah. Done really well. And you have to question yourself whether you think it would be moral if to do this or not. Yeah. What would you do? Like, I was constantly thinking, would I do this? Like, or would exactly. I be happy with someone doing this to me? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. She like they say that she did it to her husband, mm. and like at that point, wouldn't you think like, oh yeah, yeah I've been to the doctors a lot. And everyone's here right now. Yeah. Why, why are they all here? You would cut an answer. You would surely. Um, the next movie on the list is Ready or Not. Uh, Ready or Not. I, did I? I didn't watch this. It's one of my favourites of the year. Yeah, Again, good horror. Apparently, uh, this we've got a really good run here of mm. movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. The farewell, Ready or Not, <laughs> and then yeah. well, the the next four are all really good. Oh boy. Uh, Ready or Not is the hide and seek horror movie. Mm. Really. Put it bluntly, uh, this girl gets married to this guy, and she joins this wealthy board game family. Yeah. And whenever someone new enters the family, they have to play a game, and the game like it's picked randomly. And if you pick hide and seek, then you have to go and hide. The rest of the family have to find you, but when they find you, they have to kill you because oh they think there's some sort of wit like demon thing going on. Oh, okay. And it's that's <laughs> it's, interesting setup. It's great. Not only is it pretty scary yeah it's hilarious it's so funny there are moments in this movie that me and my dad just me and my dad were expecting this horror film but then we were giggling all the way home it was yeah really top quality stuff so it for any really like big horror fan it's great for anybody if you watch this with a group of friends you will have a riot absolute riot with a group of friends for this um and it's got the good kills that you want. It's got the really funny kills. And, uh, yeah, really, really solid, solid horror movie. Uh, probably the best horror movie of last year. Yeah. Damn. Um, the next movie, it's the big one. It's the big boy. It's the big boy. Okay, so... 
it's a, it's it's Joker. It's Joker. It's Joker. Adam Phillips. Adam Phillips. Tom. Uh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Okay, right. Um, so Todd Phillips. Uh, just a few questions. So, why did you introduce a dwarf into your film if you're just going to make fun of him the entire film? And why? It's representation, uh, bro. And why? Yes, representation. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, all negative representation is good representation. But yes, um, Todd Phillips. What are you doing? What are you doing? Even after the character that we're supposed to not like, you know, the character that makes fun of the dwarf for being a dwarf, um, we still have jokes. We still have jokes that make fun of people who are. I don't know. I don't think that was. I don't think that's a joke on him. I think that's just a really. I think because he was undecided what he was going to do. That's a great Joker moment. I think in the when people make top ten lists of Joker moments mm. of all time, that'll be one of them because he. When they walk in, he looks at them and he like, I don't know what's going to happen here. So he locks the door at the top, yes. then kills the guy. And it's like, he's still clearly, very clearly thinking about, should I kill this other guy? Yeah. Should I kill him? Should that, I not? That does, but I feel like it takes a side, a side, like a side step to the actual, like the fact that, you know, you just, he can't, re- he can't reach the lock. That's hilarious. You know, it was and, very funny. I, Too I, bad. I, it was, it was less that he was trying to reach it and he couldn't. Mm. It was the... Arthur, yes. can you help me? I think down to the fact that I, I just didn't like the as well audience. Like, I don't enjoy it when a when an audience doesn't pick up on the fact that this isn't a fantastic representation, but they still they laugh and they laugh with like Joker as well. And people, lots of people take Joker, take uh, King Phoenix's character Arthur. Yeah, they take him as a role model and that's kind of dodgy yeah I, that is dodgy I feel that, like, that's yeah. not what you're supposed to do yeah when people pick up on things like that and they use it and twist it and it's it's kind of annoying like for example like if I were to let's say I were to watch Louis C.K he's done some dodgy things but yeah. when I listen to his comedy I know he, it's his opinion and I know it's coming from him and it's, it's transparent it, it completely um, yeah completely transparent and I understand completely who it's coming from but with this film it Todd Phillips is just He's hiding behind this film and presenting a minority in a in a negative light. I just can't respect that at all. Fair I enough. feel I don't want to be bitchy, but I feel like it is just it can't be good. It can't it can't be it's very problematic. Because people are gonna watch it and think people who side with Joker, people who think this film's a masterpiece, masterwork, because it does have lots of good elements. Yeah. People will like it. So therefore they're gonna agree with everything this film does. And when it rep- represents dwarfs in a negative light Surely that's very problematic when people yeah. are going to associate that with good. So I'm going to go on the street and make fun of this dwarf. Oh, you're from the Joker movie. Huh? Terrible, right? I, surely that's going to happen. That's got to happen. And that's bad. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a very small part of it. It um, is. But it's... That it, was not a pun. That was not a pun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's, Sorry, I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the rest of the movie is so... I, I absolutely loved it. I loved yeah. this movie. I think Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. I think, but I think we all know that already. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, the scene with on the talk show at the end is 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 already iconic, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be forever. Um, he's his his version of the Joker is so new and different yeah. than the ones we've seen before, and I think it it is heartbreaking watching this movie because. You you sat like you side with him, mm. but in the same you don't you side with him, but you don't agree with all his actions. Yes, so like, you you see it from his point of view, but then if you 
sort of step away, you're like, oh, actually, no, he's not a good guy. This is this yeah. is really bad, you know. Uh, but it's only because it's so, and like, it's such a close story, such mm. an intimate story about him. Yeah, and you see a lot of them. Yeah, that you, you uh, start to understand kind of where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also really good on like a second viewing because you sort of see, you notice more things about like the yeah. Zazie Beats character. You understand what's going on with her a bit mm. more the second time. Um, you wouldn't you sort of pick up on little Easter eggs about like what's a dream, what's yeah. not, what's in his head, what's not. I feel like they made it a bit obvious with the whole thing. I, I with, with that I sort of thing the, on the yeah. second viewing, like yeah, this is super obvious. But on the, the first one, you take it as it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can take. That. Um, but the the ending is a little long. I think the ending takes yes. a, like there's about three endings. It does, yeah. Um, I think it's sort of needed though because it needs to make Joker into like. He's now become the respected icon he wanted to be. He wants he wants yeah. to be in the limelight. He wants to be on like a stage. He stands on the police guards on a stage yeah. with all these people. That's what he wanted. I he want, succeeded. I, I want that poster, by the way, of yes. him with the blood smile yeah. or bruised and battered shirt ripped, yeah. and he's just like arms that out. That looked fantastic. That's what yeah. I want. That's that's on the Steelbook uh, mm. Blu-ray, and that's I've I've yeah. ordered that. I it looks like, well nice. Yeah. There's lots of Todd Phillips in this film, I feel. Um, because he's a comedy man, right? He, well, comedy. He, he directs comedies. I feel that there's a scene in the final confrontation between Mari and uh, and Arthur. And Arthur makes a an offhand comment about how you can't make jokes anymore and how jokes will always be judged by people because they're too controversial and things. I feel like Todd Phillips is kind of trying to cover him for himself for all the dodgy things he's done in this film. <laughs> And maybe even well, he said in an interview, films. didn't he? He said in an interview, you can't be, a, you can't be, you can't. It's hard to be a comedian anymore. Yes, and he's like, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Problem because there's well, so I mean, many yeah. comedians. The problem is though, it's like, I think, yeah, I think you've got. He's a, trying to make a comment, but he didn't really make a comment, especially in that scene. It's just an offhand comment. He's like, yeah, okay. I mean, do you? Um, I think this movie should be nominated for best picture. I think it's one. Of, it's one of the best of the year. I don't think he should have been nominated for best director. Yeah, that's. I think that's accurate because I think this film have, relies heavily on um, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, without Joaquin Phoenix, this movie would be and no good. You can't direct Joaquin Phoenix, really. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah. but everyone else is just okay. There's no one else that's really special in mm. this because Joaquin is shining so bright, mm. and um, he's got to win. He's got to win the Oscar, right? Hundred percent. The thing is. I well, it's gonna happen, right? It's go- it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I can't remember who else is nominated, but I I could have sworn there was someone else. I want I would rather uh, win. Leo, uh, Leo um, Adam Driver. I want Adam Driver. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. I want Adam Driver to win. I think um, that that might be that would be my close second, mm. but um, I think it's Joaquin's year. It's it's Joaquin's loser. I'd, be, at this I'd point. be happy with him, you know, winning. I'd be, I wouldn't be annoyed, but it's just Adam Driver was fantastic he in was. terms of the things that Adam Driver had to do in that film. Yeah. Very good. And we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Should we move on from Joker? Yeah. Um, This next movie is a a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name. I was supposed to watch this and I didn't. I only saw this a few days ago. Mm. I wish I'd seen it sooner. This movie's really, really solid. Okay. It's about a guy who is a failed, like, recording artist. And he's trying to be a stand-up comedian. He's failing. And he hears all these stories about... um, a guy called Dolomite, yeah, who uh, is like you know those sex jokes, like oh I met a girl from Nantucket mm. and then 
I went and I effed it. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, with all those rhymes. Yeah. And so he makes it into a character. He makes okay. the character Dolomite, mm. who tells all these sex stories. Yeah. And he becomes super famous really quickly. So famous that they um, he decides to make a movie. A okay, Dolomite yeah. movie. And makes it himself, yeah. uses all his friends and co-stars, and makes it. Mm. And it's a real feel-good movie. This is a, it's a true story. I did not know it was based on a true story yeah. until the end. And then they showed, like, the clips. Mm. Yeah, true, based it's on a true story. I get, that makes you really interested, yeah. And it's... Um, it's great. It's yeah. really great. All the performances are great. Dolan, uh, Eddie Murphy even is fantastic. It's a return to form for him. Yeah. Wesley Snipes plays the uh, the director of the movie, who's like a famous star, and he's so weird and funny. <laughs> he's so odd. I love yeah. it. Um, and there's a scene with um, there's a sex scene that they make, and they're trying to like he says, you know, I don't want to do this really, fu- you know, this really dramatic sex scene I don't think I'm, I'd be very good at it because you know I'm quite big because he, he's a chubby guy and she and the, and someone says well why don't you make it funny and so they do they have like the bed rocking really hard yeah. there's smoke coming from under the bed like the wall the paintings on the walls are moving about and the ceiling crashes on them <laughs> it's yeah. it's hilarious I absolutely there's, there's scenes like that throughout the entire movie and um it makes you want to pick up a camera and go make a movie. Oh, nice. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, really check it out. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a really great... I think it would be a great movie for a family movie night. Yeah. Depending on what kind of parents you have. Yeah. And how old your kid is. If you yeah. if your child is like 13, 14, yeah, they, they'd enjoy this movie. There's a bit of bad language, a couple of sex scenes, a bit of nudity, mm. but it's nothing too dangerous, I don't think. I yeah. think really kid... like. Slightly younger can enjoy this. Yeah. It's like teenagers, uh, yeah. but also everyone, all the parents and stuff like that. Definitely, definitely worth a watch. And it's really funny. Oh, nice. So, uh, this next movie, um, God, we're still in October. <laughs> die. Lots um, of good films. It's El Camino, hmm. the Breaking Bad movie. I love Breaking Bad, man. Yeah. I love it. I, it's, I mean, it's not my second favorite series. It was my favorite. Um, but What's you your know, Mr. Robot takes that. Oh, Mr. Robot, Mr. you Robot love that show. I love. I I fanboy <laughs> over that show so much. Um, so this is just a follow-on from the end of Breaking Bad. It follows mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Pinkman in the days after his uh of his release from slavery. Yeah, it's just more Breaking Bad, and it's yeah. longer. It's fine. I'm absolutely fine with it. Yeah, I I mean I'd be fine without it. Mm. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think it's a nice little epilogue. Um, it's un- unnecessary, sure, but. Yeah. Like I said, enjoyable. It does explore things. It does take, you know, make use of the fact that it exists to explore more things about characters, you know. It does, yeah. Like, we learn more about Todd as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's really quite interesting. I didn't like the... Hmm. There seemed like there was a lot of unnecessary cameos. Yeah, I feel like they did that just sort of to please... Yeah, you know, to please the fans, yeah. yeah. And I understand why they did it, but, hmm. um, yeah, absolutely solid hmm. movie. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I won't. I don't think I'd watch it on its own. I think I'd only watch it again if I've just watched all of Breaking Bad and then I just watch this at the end yeah. as a treat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah the um like as you said about cameos. Uh, I don't really know if it's a spoiler, but does it really go without no, saying? No, Brian Cranston turns up. Yes, I, I don't think it was that necessary. It could have worked probably better without him because you yeah. didn't need to rely on him because Jesse Pinkman is an interesting character. And who's the old guy called? 
Mike. Mike. Yeah. Mike turns up at the start, and that feels fairly unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I like that he's with a Jane at the end. Yeah. He's his ex girlfriend. I like that. That was nice. Uh, that cameo and um, the the old guy who uh, the vacuum cleaner. Oh yeah. Salesman. <laughs> yeah, he's that was still there. That, I, I quite like that. that. Yeah, because it needed to explore a little bit more. On yeah. It, yeah. Um, poor guy uh, died this year. I don't want to kill him. He died that the day after it came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he was pretty excellent. Enough, he was. It, yeah. um, the next one, Zombie Land Double Tap. It's weird because this is. I want to watch this film again, just right now. Like me too. It's so it's like, one of the easiest watch watches of ever, anything I've ever seen. Yeah. There are things that hold it up. Like genuinely, is good filmmaking. Yeah. And it's just. Funny so much part. fun, so, so much, much fun. fun. Yeah, I don't know why I was ever worried about this movie because it's yeah. same director, same writers, same cast. Yeah, just ten years later, and I think that's really the key. You have to have, mm. you know, everything's got to be the same. And when you've yeah. got such solid writers as Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, yeah, then uh, you know, you're gonna have a pretty solid end product at the end. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think I mentioned this before, but it does. Uh, it does sort of cling onto the whole 2009 sort of gimmicky sort of humor it does hold and yeah. a lot of the gimmicks of the first one as well with the whole text like, yeah in bill it's fine it does it, it's not as astounding as it was it you feels know. like it was made in 2009 it we really said does, this didn't yeah. we it feel, feels like it was it's mm. it was this was released in 2010 2011 yeah. but just Got we, we, we didn't we didn't see it for nine years <laughs> yeah um yeah mm. really funny as well and yeah. there's that one shot where they're running yeah. around Impressive, the house that's yeah. so good mm. Um, let's move on quickly. Yep. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Didn't watch it. Don't care. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Fantastic. It's the best Terminator film since T2, but um, that's not saying much. Okay. Because the rest of them are terrible. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Doctor Sleep. I really enjoyed this. Follow up to The Shining. Yeah, it, it relied a little too much on The Shining, especially during the end. Yeah. But for what it was, the things that it did itself, very good. Yeah. Massive but fan. First two hours, fantastic. Mm. Final half an hour, yeah. I didn't like. There is a director's cut coming out that is going to be three hours long. Damn. So there's an extra half an hour of footage. Uh, I'm worried that's just going to be more parody of the first one. It felt like a parody of the first one, the, the I, ending. I hope not. I, th- I, th- I hope it's more of the mm. early stuff that we, we both liked. Yeah. Um, sorry we missed you. I didn't uh, see this one. This one's on you. This one's an interesting one because it's... I'm going to try to do this quickly, but it's... It didn't, it didn't work for me, really. I, it's very, very realistic in terms of how it represents uh, just lower class working working environment and just the absolute pain that he has to go through in like the postal service. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, there are a few characters that maybe performance is a little lacking. I wasn't a massive fan of the boy, the teenage boy. Um, the girl was okay uh, and the wife was okay. The main, the main standout is the main guy. Uh, the guy delivers uh, postal around the world. Basically gets a job as a postman. Uh, it sounds lighthearted, but it's not. Uh, their job is incredibly difficult, and his wife is a nurse, is a mobile nurse, so that she goes to different houses and helps out people who can't, well, don't want to be in a hospital. They want to be at home when they get nursed, and it's really, it's really draining. This film really draining, it's really draining. But it doesn't really hit me emotionally. I obviously wasn't too invested. It does offer a very nice look on what it's like to be in the postal service because it's messed up. I I have way more respect for the people who deliver my post now. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I had respect before, but way more, way more. I think it's a bit gimmicky, though, in terms of, like, the title is a bit gimmicky. It's, like, based off one of those um, sorry we missed you, like, slips that they give yeah. you when they, yeah, you don't get your post. Um, 
I feel like the ending's a bit rushed. And yeah, it's all altogether maybe not too visually interesting. Felt like a, a it has that. I always have a tendency to not really like British films because they just come across quite boring. Like if you were to, it just because Br- Britain is just more boring than America. I think that's fair <laughs> to say. But it comes across like a documentary. How realistic it is, but then again, how visually unappealing it is. So yeah, yeah. It, overall, it was a good film, but it didn't really hit me very. Very much emotionally. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Loose. I saw this one. Um, this is a really under underseen film. Criminally mm-hmm. underseen. Yes. Um, it's uh, got a breakout performance by Kelvin Harris Harrison Jr. Oh, okay. Who was in two movies this year, Loose and Waves, which mm-hmm. Waves we'll talk about later. He's another one that should like could yeah. be going places. He's incredible in this. He plays like this. Um, He's a black kid adopted by two white parents and then uh, sort of lauded as like a saint at school. He's on like the the football team. He's on the running team. He's like the most academic Mm. of everyone. He's on the debate team. He's like the face of the school. Um, And he's he's dark and twisted. Mm. And he's like, like, he's got, he runs into like a bit of a, some trouble with his teacher, Octavia Spencer. Yes. And uh, it's really intense, yeah. really intense stuff. Uh, I don't really want to spoil too much about it because I want I want you guys to go out and find this. Um, I'm sure it'll be on Netflix soon because it's yeah. not a not a very big movie, so I'd, it you know it sh- it should be fairly easy to find. Yeah, um, it's got Naomi Watts and Tim Roth as well as yeah. the parents, and they're both really good. That's a good cast. Yeah. Really good cast. Next one is Le Mans '66. Yeah, I had the choice to either watch this or System Crasher, and I uh, didn't watch either. I decided to sleep. That just you know, shows the type of person I am. Fair enough. Yeah. So um, it's super solid. Okay. Super solid. It's um, Christian Bale's fantastic. Yep. Uh, I really like the relationship between him and his son. The ending feels a little rushed. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil anything, uh, but the 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 race is really good. I like sports movies. To be fair, they're yeah. really uplifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this one's. The, the ending is also really irritating because of what happens at the end um, mm. and the race. Um, it's super enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's, you just sort of see him building up this car all the way. Yeah, um, yeah super super solid movie. Bro, yeah. D- didn't expect it to be nominated for Best Picture. But, yeah, I'm pretty surprised. You know, I think that was the rest of us as well. Yeah. Uh, the next one, uh, Little Monsters. It's a Sky Cinema movie. It's probably the most. With uh, Lupita Nyong'o. It's an Australian zombie film. Yeah. Where she's a school teacher looking after a set of kids, yeah, and uh, they they go on a school trip, and then zombies take over, and she has to hide them yeah. and basically convince them that it's all a game. Mm. It's adorable. I loved it. I very mixed feelings about it. I, I yeah, you didn't like, like it, it did a lot less than you do. You did. Um, I feel the main characters are a little weak, and I feel everyone, every character is very weak. Yeah, uh, a few characters rely on edgy humor to sort of hold them as a character the rest of their character is nothing really I yeah doesn't really have much you're on about Josh Gad Josh Gad especially jo- I, I think Josh Gad was surprised by how good he was but yeah because I usually hate Josh Gad but exactly and he's so yeah. different in this as well he he's is, like yeah. he's pretending to be like another Olaf kind of yeah. character where he's just like a really happy TV presenter yeah. and then as soon as the cameras turn off he's just yeah. the biggest <laughs> it's yeah. so funny um, there is a uh, the funniest I didn't really find the really much of the film funny but the last I think it's one of the last lines from this like uh, army general 
or something, mil- some sort of general. He's like aiming down. He has all these people, uh, all these military uh, people, a- aiming their sights down on these children and the and the basically the main characters. Yeah. And the general general's like stop. I'm not gonna do this again. So he's like, not yeah. again. I'm like, what? What? What do you mean? Not again? What, did you do this before? Like, it was the funniest line because it made no sense. Yeah, and just it was out of context. Yeah, no, out of context, it was just like, this is amazing. But yeah, um, <laughs> the the intentional comedy. I think the rest of the film wasn't too much of a fan. Fair enough. Um, it's on Sky Cinema if you want to mm. see it. So if you've got Now TV, that is uh, also really easy to find. This next one, it's the big one. It's the big boy. Yep. It's the Irishman. I think it's um, the favorite, my favorite Scorsese film I've seen ever. Surprisingly, uh, you're probably going to be very against that. I've seen it twice. You've seen it twice. Oh wow! I've spent seven hours yeah. with this movie. Impressive. Um, mainly, my dad wanted to watch it while yeah. I was at home at Christmas, and uh, it. I like the opening. Yes. I like the ending. Yep. It's that middle section that's just a bit long and kind of it nothing is to do. A little long. I like Al Pacino. I think he's. I think that scene when he realizes what's going to happen mm-hmm. in during towards the end, that scene is really kind of heartbreaking because they have like a little hug in the back of the car. It's really cute. Mm. You're like, oh no, you feel really sorry for him. Um, yeah, it's just the CGI is a little weird at times, mm. but it's also really impressive at times. It's very impressive. Yeah, uh, there's it. All, it has one of the worst scenes of the year I've seen. When he walks into that store towards the start, when that guy pushes his daughter, and then he pushes him out the yeah. window and then kicks him, and he just very clearly doesn't kick him, and he's also looks like a like a thirty year old guy, yeah. but moves like an eighty year old man yeah. because it's Robert De Niro and he's an eighty year old man. Yes, it was um, a bit jarring, but it's funny. Yeah, it's um, it was of course going to be nominated for all of the awards. Of I think course, Mark Scorsese. I think yeah. what what is it? Ten ten nominations, like or that, yeah. six. it's either ten or six. I think it's ten, mm. and um, yeah, it's it's fine. I I don't think I'll watch it again for a while. Yeah, because it's very dense. It's three and a half hours. It is. I feel it's very. Ne- I think that time is very necessary when you're yeah, watching it. Maybe it, not, but afterwards you're like. Well, that what would that establish the it's, characters? It's a thought, what would you cut out? And, and there's well, nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you would cut yeah. out of this. It's such realistic counteraction interactions. Yeah. Uh, maybe the scenes do sort of, are very similar, but yeah. It I really, works very well. I really like... Very poignant end. Um, I forget this guy's name, but he's a British actor. Stephen Graham. Yeah. I really like Stephen Graham in this. Yes. I think he's a, I think he's a lot of fun. And the, the, the arguments he has with Al Pacino are great. <laughs> when he's like, when he's like you, you turned up 10 minutes late. <laughs> Another minute and I would have been gone. <laughs> That's well yeah. funny, I think. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino standout, I think. Probably maybe my favourite performance in the film. I um, think so as well. Yeah. I think so as well. But everyone's talking about Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci just... He pulls. He does, does, He plays a different character than normal. Right? He's very subdued. Yes, but I. I don't think it's too hard. I'm, I. I don't act obviously, but I. Compared to what Al Pacino. Al Pacino became a different person for me. I didn't recognize him at all. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. Knives Out. One of both of our favorites of last year. Uh, yeah, favorite of the year. Um, last year. Sorry. Yes. Is it your favorite? Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah. Wow. It's. I love it so much, and I've seen it once. You've seen <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but I want to see it again. Um. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've seen it twice, and I mm. every, it's on at the cinema still. And I'm like, I could just go and watch it. I could just go again. Yeah, it's yeah my favorite writing of the year. Um, yeah, has exactly the writing I like, where everything introduced has a purpose. 
uh, and, yeah. it, and it's so clinical and it's it all comes together in the end it's very very funny it is and very it's, funny it's, it's just incredibly it's incredibly crafted it's amazingly crafted it's just made where everything has a purpose all the comedy is it doesn't ruin like the, the you know the, the moments the threat levels and the moments yeah and characters they they like performances like in terms of like what like Daniel Craig pulls off yeah incredible you don't see that kind of thing in like in, in, in the normal Daniel Craig film it's, it's insane no you don't and yeah just excellent direction uh I loved, um, even though she didn't really do, didn't really have much of a range in the film because they didn't really demand it. Um, the main lead, uh, Anna Diamas. Yes, I'm glad I didn't remember that because I wouldn't have been able to say I th- that. I thought she was really good. Yeah. Um, the the only thing that I would say is disappointing is the rest of the cast feels a little wasted, but that's because they have a purpose early on. Yeah. And then once you know what's going on, mm-hmm. they sort of get push to the background they do so in the, the cast is insane mm. you've got Chris Evans uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Michael Shannon Don yeah. Johnson Tony Collette Lakeith Stanfield Christopher Plummer Christopher Plummer Catherine Langford and uh, Jaden Martell one yeah. of the kids from It and also Jaden um, Daniel Craig and Anna Diamas. that is a stacked cast must um, have cost a lot for what yeah. they do though it, it's fantastic but then they yeah, then again, yeah, they don't exactly do much after... $40 million budget. That's so not, not, very low. Yeah, not too big. Yeah. I guess they just wanted to be in a film yeah. with, um, uh, what's his face, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's really pretty as well. The yes. colours in this are incredible. Um, it's just such a... It, I, I, I can sense it's a Ryan Johnson film. Yeah. And that makes me want to watch more of his films. Yes, yeah. they, they've said... Uh, he said he wants to do another film with Daniel Craig about mm. Benoit Blanc. Yeah. I just really hope that he does another just mystery and not yeah. a Benoit Blanc prequel or anything oh, yeah, or something no. like that I just want it to be another mystery, standalone mystery mm. and Benoit Blanc turn up and be and be the main detective again I feel like it could, well, I mean yeah the problem, almost the mystery, like almost I like think... a Poirot thing where you yes. don't really delve into his character much yeah. you just he's just you there him, you see him do it yeah uh the only downside I feel is that if they did like another mystery for example like I feel it's only kind of works on a one-off because it is like it does subvert your expectations as a mystery so if it were to be a mystery you know him to do another one for example then we would expect oh yeah there's something something's dodged something's going on here that we're not expecting then maybe you know it's more easy to guess the outcome and yeah I don't know I feel like maybe a different genre would work I'm not sure maybe definitely comedy but like uh, with you know some other pretense something else something else is a synopsis i'm not sure yeah then again ryan johnson do what you do you know yeah um the next one honey boy very disappointed i couldn't see this i just couldn't find a good place to to watch it yeah um this was the movie written by shia labeouf Mm. about shia labeouf starring shia labeouf and produced by shia labeouf (laughs) Uh, it's about it's set over two different time periods one when he's in rehab and another when he's a kid and he's uh, being mentored by his dad and shia labeouf Shia Bluff. Shia LaBeouf plays his own dad, yeah. his own abusive dad, That's and interesting. in an incredible performance that really should have been uh, noticed more by the Academy. Yeah, um, this movie in general should have been. It's it stuck with me all this time. Mm. It was kind of far down my top ten, top fifteen list, mm. and I feel like now if I did it again, it would be further up because I keep thinking about it. Uh, mm. The performance from Noah Jupe, the uh, young Shia yeah. LaBeouf, is fantastic. He really, really nails it. Mm. Um, it's stunning to watch as well. Like the colours in this movie are incredible. Mm. 
Um, the score is really good as well, the music throughout the whole thing. And uh, I love the fact that um, in real life, Shia LaBeouf asked his dad, yeah. um, I'm going to make a film about you. Um, and I'm gonna, and the only reason he would do it is if he said that Mel Gibson would play his dad. Yeah. And so he said that, his dad signed the life rights away, and then Shia LaBeouf played him. Yeah. I'm guessing that was, a, that was more so just like a, a verbal agreement. Yeah. So they couldn't yeah. really, they didn't really have to hold by it. So yeah. Like, yeah, screw that. Um, yeah, Honey Boy though, if you could find it at some point, it, it, it did only come out in December, so you might have to wait a few months to see it. But definitely check it out. Yeah. This next one, we both loved, loved, loved this Fantastic. movie. Uh, Netflix, Marriage Story. Yeah. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Bickering for two hours. It's oh, really brought up some old yeah. stuff. <laughs> then obviously the stuff they pull off in this, um, in terms of performances, massive long shots, like three minutes of just start Scarlett Johansson talking. Talk. Yeah, that's what I was just and thinking. Crying of. and everything. It's yeah. insane. I that, cannot imagine that, that scene that's going around on Twitter of them two arguing is. Sure, you can meme it or whatever. Yeah. It's that <laughs> that's the best bit when he put when Adam Driver punches yeah. the wall and goes, and you're f- winning. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, but that scene is so hard to watch. Mm. It's so good. The acting is incredible, and that scene when he cuts his arm. Oh my! I was like, oh wait, no, he has. He hasn't put the blade out. He hasn't put the blade in. Oh my! Yeah. There's no way. Oh. And then I'm and like, that was the biggest cringe I've I've seen in a film. I was like. No, he's done it, and then he realised it's on. Yeah. Oh my. I've never wanted to punch a little kid in my life <laughs> as much as I wanted to punch this little kid in this movie. Yeah. He's such a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bang! Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, he's not as bad as like I don't know, Kid in Babadook, for example. Oh yeah, the Kid in Babadook's but, yeah. horrible. He's a little. He's a, he's a little. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy is this kid mm. sucks. Oh, Everything is just like oh yeah, but mum does this. Oh, like, oh shut up, bro. The whole thing with the the <laughs> Halloween costume that was that was going. Yeah, it was oh. horrible. Because Adam Driver's Halloween costume was yeah. solid. <laughs> oh, like, it was amazing, right? Oh, fad. but obviously, you know, if I was that kid, I probably would have wanted the ninja costume as well. I, I, yeah, I would have thought it'd be not as cool if to go with um, Frankenstein. So, what did you think monster. of the score, the Randy Newman score? I didn't like it. I liked it until I noticed it. Yeah, I was like, "This is really good music." Doesn't feel. And then it sounded like Toyster and stuff. Yes, that it's Randy Newman. Yes, it really sounds like Toy Story. You enjoy it until you realise that it's Randy Newman. You're like Mm. Toy Story. I mean, this sounds like Toy Story. This film had uh, had Rex in it, right? Um, What's his face? The guy who voices Rex in Toy Story. So, Sean Wallace. Perhaps yes. And it was like, I was like, oh, this is just Toy Story. <laughs> At yeah. some point I was like, yeah, yeah, this is very similar. But um, yeah, in terms of just like yeah, it's score. A, you know, a famous movie Toy Story where a guy cuts his arm open. Yes. And, like, yeah, and, Toy Story, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, yeah. his wife for two hours. Yeah. Um, it, I, th- I think they're both really good though. Adam Driver and Scar Johansson. I think they're both fantastic. And if if it was down to me, I'd probably give them both the Oscar. I would say I want them both to get it. That's but, I really. I just wa- won't if, if want, one of them yeah. does the other one. I want both. I want that. I want that to be all Mary Story gets. I want both because performances hell up for me. I think. Yeah. I don't 100%. know if there's much else really. Maybe di- no, I mean direction, but did Mary Story get anything for that? No. Best director? No. no, it didn't. Well then, I mean, I'm fine with them just getting performances. They won't. But that would be a fun twist. It would. So, it would. Yeah. Uh, the next movie, uh, we're going from the little movies now to the big blockbusters again. We are uh, back with uh, Jumanji, the next mm. Jumanji movie. Didn't the next level. Because it. it just looked the same. It was... Was it? It's less funny. 
less fun. I didn't. I didn't find myself. Like, the first one was such a good surprise. Yeah. Um, that this one I was expecting more, and I got less. Mm. Um, I feel like the shtick of it was great casting of Danny DeVito and Danny Glover as the yeah. uh, the old guys that get dragged into the game with them. I thought yes. that was really funny, but um, they. Like Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart after basically do impressions of them, yeah. And Kevin Hart keeps it up because it's a really easy to do an impression of mm. da- Danny Glover. He's his is just really slow and really, really deep. Yeah. And that's it's funny when he does that. It's funny, but Dwayne Johnson does it towards the start, and then he kind of forgets to do oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> so he just kind of gives up halfway through and I'm like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. I mean, wouldn't they have ADR'd it? Because didn't they do that for the first film where, um, you know, uh, The Rock was... What's her face? And they were all, they were all muddled, right? Weren't they? Or am I... No, that's crazy? this one. Am I going Am I going insane? I could have sworn... You're going insane. No, um... I can't remember actor names, dude. What's his... Um... Kevin Hart. No. White Jack guy. Black. Jack Black. Jack Black was voiced by... What, uh, one of the girls in the cast I could have sworn in the no. first one no it was voiced by him he did the voice he just sounded like oh, a teenage girl it's just because it's how he put it on yeah yeah. yeah. I, otherwise that would have been a lot of idiot that would have been a lot of idiot that would have the whole film my bad yeah um, mm. yeah disappointing though but it's okay. made loads of money so you know yeah. what do I know uh, the next movie uh, controversial Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker I mean is it controversial? yeah because not a lot of people like it I mean I don't like it at all I, I, why? there are aspects that are fine but it's a very for me at least extremely mediocre and takes away everything good about the last film that w- that everything that was good yep. about the last film and just retcons it and destroys it and, 100% and then introduces a character that only makes sense if you either love Star Wars lore and read about it all the time, or if you watched a trailer. If you hadn't watched a trailer for this film, you would watch it and be like, what, the watch a film? And you'd be completely confused. You'd be like, why are they just suddenly introduced Emperor Palpatine? Yeah. Out of nowhere. And like, why, why, why did they do it on Fortnite? Why did they introduce him on Fortnite? Why did they do that? Why? Why would they? Why yeah. did they do that? I mean, I... Fortnite's a fine game, but... Disney. I don't know. Yeah, it's, they just <laughs> love money. They love money. I mean, who, who can blame them, you know? Um, yeah, just really disappointing yeah. uh, finale. I'm, I'm sure we, I'm sure I will get into this more. I'm, I promise I will do a Star Wars episode at some point where we, where I talk about all the Star Wars movies. That's probably a good idea. This next movie, I didn't see because I'm a real person, but for yeah. some reason you did. I watched it alone. You saw Cats. Thing is, please let, describe your experience of cats. All right, I walk into the cats' uh, viewing. Uh, no one's there. No one's there. So, uh, and then uh, I, it's roughly the film's roughly about to start, like maybe a minute left before it's about to start. Yeah. And loads of people start walking in, so I'm like, okay, well at least we're gonna have an audience. It's gonna be quite a fun watch because you know, watching something like Deadpool, I had a great time because the yeah. audience were really receptive. Yeah, yeah, to the yeah. Jokes. I didn't like the audience here. Because oh no. They're very. They laugh at the jokes that were just. Bad. Bad. And they don't have any any value to them. And it was like... So I, they would laugh and they would be like, Oh, that is funny because it is it is random. You know, I'd be like... Well, they wouldn't say that, but... It was a random humour. Anything that was slightly weird, they would laugh their <laughs> off. And I'd be yeah. like... Because obviously this film is a meme. And I'm yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't exactly enjoy meme culture too much. So when they, <laughs> when they you know, when they laugh at something that's just... So absurd. So like Rebel Wilson unzips uh, us. Yes. I mean, I was blown away by that, but I, I, 
<laughs> but like anything Rebel Wilson does is haha funny. Like I slapstick especially. It's like how the cats and they're they're doing funny things. They're fat cats. It's hilarious. Like I don't know. I, no, that's not funny. Then again, the film some some good songs. Uh, some really terrible songs. Oh yeah. Uh, some good visuals. Some terrible visuals. Yeah. Uh, Did has, you see po- before the patch or post patch? Uh, I think it was post. I don't know if it was the cut that was post it must have been oh. right think, if but. you don't know then the cats movie was put into theaters um with unfinished cgi so the filmmakers decided to pump an extra like 50 million dollars into it yeah. and finish the cgi and then put it back in cinemas a week later Dumb idea. with with the rejuvenated cgi which I is must have seen it. ridiculous because it still looked bad yeah a lot of the time it did have some incredible cgi and then it jumped to complete trash like some of it just is not rendered some of yeah. it just doesn't it's not finished it's ridiculous like if they were to do this film 10 years from now it would look far better and I'd probably have a far more enjoyable time because I'm not thinking too much about the visuals but then again everything everything about this film had its it had its boring moments had its really interesting moments had everything that was good about a, like every element was either was good at some point and bad at some point so yeah. it was very mixed I think it was like a half half rating so like two and a half out of five man it's yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad I didn't see it but I'm also disappointed that I didn't see it because I really mm. want to see it I think it far better if you like knew the people that you were sitting around I reckon while watching yeah if, if you if you're with a group I'm sure that's a yeah. lot of fun to watch yeah um, this is the final film that was released in England in 2019 um, there are some there are a few more that are eligible for Oscars and so we'll go through those quite quickly uh, but this is the last one, and um, talk about finishing our bang. It's Little Women. Mm-hmm. I was really apprehensive to go and see this, yes, because you know it's a, it's, it's little, little Women, yeah. And I, why, why would I want to go yeah. and see that? I saw it. I fell in love with it. Oh yeah. my lord, this movie's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I'm so disappointed that I've only seen it once. Yes. I, every day I'm like. I could just go watch Little Women again today. Honestly. I've been trying to convince everyone. Like, I went to the cinema with my dad over Christmas, and I said, "Dad, can we just go watch Little Women?" He's like, "No, we're, yes. we're not going watching yeah. Little Women." It's so <laughs> goddamn real. It's the, it's such a real turn of events, d- despite like the time difference. It's yeah, incredible. yeah, it, it like flashes back and forth through mm. time, and it's and like it's set in like when was it the eighteen hundreds? Yeah, so it has such real, realized stories. Yeah. Even though it's like, yeah, Victorian era, it, incredible. Um, I, I can't, I can't believe how good it was. The beginning, I didn't really understand why people were so like, you know, raving about it, loved it, and I was like, I'm really confused. It's, I've, I've watched like a half of this film, and I, I don't really know what's so amazing about it. But as soon as the second second half hit, and everything started like really building up, and I started yeah. to understand why they were doing the time difference and why everything was set out like it was. Yeah. It has. It, it, Blew me away. It's at, most and, emotional I've been to yeah. any film ever, and that um, that emotional scene yeah. is amazing. It so there's two there's two timelines to it, and it's it's both yeah. beautiful and heartbreaking. It's so sad, it's stunning. It really is. And um, Florence Pugh's great. Yep. Uh, Emma Watson's uh, she's fine. Variety. She's fine. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, I was spoiled by spoiled on this movie. By an episode of Friends. Yeah? Yeah, because there's an episode where Joey and Rachel... 
switch right. books and Joey's favourite book is The Shining and Rachel's is Little Women yeah. and Joey accidentally spoils The Shining for Rachel so she so she spoils Little Women Damn. by telling him that someone dies oh, no. and, and then as soon as I heard the name I was like and recognise that oh no yeah, oh no <laughs> I would have had no idea but then mm. like the scenes with her with uh, with Beth and Chris Cooper are uh, so good with the piano yeah. he's his character's like so good yeah um, he's like after after like the, towards the end he's got a scene with Saoirse Ronan which is like I can't go in that house and it's heartbreaking oh, and my boy Timmy yeah. My boy Timothy Chalamet, yes, smashing back another great performance. Yeah, I just he just go he just sort of goes into hibernation and then comes back when Oscar season's yeah, around. Sounds like, about right. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm back with another great performance. Yeah, I mean, I would not be again. Like, oh, um, director of this film, Greta Gerwig, did not get a nomination. Nope, and that's... cannot. I, I cannot believe it. No, me this neither. has some of the everything about this film. Is crafted to a level of like just perfection. It's incredible. Like, yeah. How she how she directs people on set. How every character interaction is the most realistic interaction like you come across. Like how they move around each other. How they like how they talk, talk. over each other. Yes, it's incredible. And like it's such real life scenarios. It's like it's it's crazy how current this film is. Yeah. And how it's set so far back in time. I can't. I still can't believe that. It it's incredible. It's mad. It I mean, is. Yeah. Really is. Um, there you go that's 2019 but now we've got uh, eight movies left mm. and these are all technically released in 2020 yeah. over here but they, are, they were eligible for Oscars so we'll just run through them because mm. I or we have seen them Yeah. so uh, first up it's Jojo Rabbit did you see it? Uh, I did watch it I watched it with you actually you did of course <laughs> of course yeah, Jojo we Rabbit. watched it early we watched it at the Leeds yes. International Film Festival yeah so we did watch it in 2019 um, yes we did and um, we we I loved it. Fantastic. I, yeah. yeah, I I really liked it again the second time as well. Mm. Um, it's I'm surprised it got nominated for best picture. I am as well. I don't think it was. I'm, I wouldn't say it's like one of the best. It is one of the best of the year, but it isn't. I I don't know. It it does have its downsides. Uh, maybe not fantastic casting uh, for the most part. I don't think the fantastic performances, but Nash. Nash yeah. Sorry. Uh, but the whole the um the whole like concept of it and how they actually explore like. How they for Hitler and that one is really funny. It, it really is. And the way he... Taika Waititi could have easily just been funny the whole way, but he yeah. he sort of stops being funny. And every time Hitler turns up, you're like, oh, yeah. no, no. Because he's just ruining him. Yes. He's just going off at him. Yeah. And then towards the end, it's you know it, it's funny again, yeah. obviously. Um, great emotional beats as well. Scarlett Johansson's fantastic in this as yeah. well. She turns, well, she in, has, actually, yeah, she turns in two great performances. Yeah. In, uh, she got two Oscar nominations, which is rare. Mm. Um, and... She's like, it's almost like this whole thing is a kid's world, but she's the only one that lives in the real world. Yeah. And she's fantastic in that role. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's amazing. Oh, actually, yeah. Love yeah, yeah. Sam he Rockwell. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Great character as well. Great. He's a, got a great character yeah. in this. Um, yeah, just top notch. Mm. And the relationship, the relationship between uh, Jojo and the little girl mm. is great. Yes. We've got a great relationship. Yeah. Um, For the most part, yes. I was going to say maybe it's a bit forced I think maybe it's because it has to happen at some point because it's I mean this character has to be a good character at some point like Jojo yeah. has to be a good character um, so I feel like it sort of does sort of happen a bit easily uh, but I don't know because because as but a I kid get... I don't think you would come to a realisation that Nazis were I don't think you would change your mind that quickly I, I mean it's like 
it's more that he want it's more that he had a sister and he lost one. That's a good point. And then this girl appears in his room and it's like his sister. Yeah. And they just they just spend time together all the time. Yeah. And uh yeah, I feel like that's uh that's a really nice relationship. Mm-hmm. Um this next one, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. This came out in twenty twenty. I know, I'm sorry, we're gonna keep doing this. We only saw it in twenty twenty as well. Mm-hmm. Um nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. This is Incredible. It's that's it's probably top, the best word to explain it. It's, yeah, it's breathtaking. The fact the things they pull off in this film, yeah, just yeah, like you said, breathtaking. Just like they can do things that they transition shots as you would if you were just to cut a shot. It is a new shot, but no, they transition between different types of shots. They transition to things that are impossible. I cannot fathom how they made this. Yeah, me neither. It's insane. It's insane. It's seamless editing, seamless CGI as well. Yes. And it's got the most inspirational scene I've seen in in a film yeah. this year. And that's when he just gets up out of the trench yeah. and just runs. Yeah. That my heart was like, going at a million miles an hour. Yeah. And they didn't like they didn't like they, they choreographed it obviously, but like the whole him like hitting into people as he runs is yeah. also realistic. And, and the camera still pans back because it's yeah. like it's trying to follow a hero story, but obviously he's flawed, so he's you know he's not getting he's not getting there as fast as possible. He's not like uh, Tom cruising it. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's yeah. It I I like to think that it's almost like um, there's a section of this movie that's almost like a dream. Because he um, he hits his head, and that's the first time it officially cuts. Yeah, and it, you wake, and he wakes up, and it, and the camera's moved, and he blacks out for about um, about a minute. Yeah, and uh, then from then on, he's got this big wound on the back of his head, and the things that happen from then on are a little strange. Yes. So I think that maybe maybe, it's like him just maybe he died, him, yeah. and he's thinking, oh, okay, that- let's do this. Yeah. Oh, it's like. A, just going through, staggering through. Because yes. that scene with the flares is... <laughs> Unreal um, how amazing that was. Amazing. The lighting. Best is, is the lighting I've seen in a long time, yeah. It's Roger Deakins, man. That I man know. just knows light if, and colour. If this film wasn't wasn't shot by Roger Deakins, I don't think... It, it. I think it goes without saying, it would just not be very interesting. No, it wouldn't. At all. I mean, it, honestly, the camera work holds this film up, but it holds it so high that it's yeah. like... I can't say it's everything else. It doesn't need to really because this is such a good level yeah. of cinematography. I, it blows my mind. I would also recommend seeing this movie in IMAX if yes. you haven't. Yeah, definitely. Because it's um, oh amazing in IMAX. Because <laughs> uh, I've seen it. I've seen it once in IMAX and once normally, and it's um, that there, there's a, there's a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. I know that sounds like I'm lying to you, but trust me, mm. if you see it in IMAX, you'll understand. Just see it on the biggest screen possible. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah. So he he hits his head, then walks through uh, that bit, and then he meets a French woman, mm. and that scene is a little strange because it's it like how often the Germans yes. found her, and then she, and then he goes down the lake and hears yeah. the singing, and that's almost dreamlike. Yeah. So um, yeah, th- there's there's an argument for that to be true, but there's there's certain scenes like the scene walking across no man's land, mm. that's incredible. The scene when he's running through the trenches at the end—that's amazing. The scene when he's running through the French town and the lighting's incredible—that's amazing. If this movie had any one of those scenes, it would be called a masterpiece. Yeah, it has all of them, and more. The scene with the plane, 
That plane yeah. scene is amazing. It's set up so early on. It is. Because they see him, they see those planes in no man's land yeah. and they fly over and then those see, come come back about half an hour yeah. later. It's amazing. Plus, how do they even do that? How do they do, how do, yeah. they do that? In the one scene, shot as well. The scene in the trench. That's... Oh, yeah. I... 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 in the cinema yeah, yeah. when that happened. Yeah. And like, Ugh! incredible yeah um 1917 see it on the big the biggest screen you can yeah definitely and um don't sit too close though don't sit too close no it hurt your neck yeah um the next movie i'm gonna say a lot of good things about this one as well okay this is a a movie called waves oh yeah you said i text you about this when i saw it yes um it's one of the most stunning movies i've ever seen in my life and i i've seen it i saw it twice Mm. i saw it and then went home and was like, no, I need to see this again. And went back two days later. I had to see this. Uh, it's about, it's really about a family with a overbearing dad. Okay. And it's a, it follows two stories. One about the son, one about the daughter and how they, you know, deal, how they live. Mm. And it's really about like the bot, the guy, the dot, the son, like the son's life is like collapsing around him. Yep. And the daughter's life is getting richer and richer. Mm. And they show this, with the aspect ratio. So the aspect ratio changes. Oh, okay. At the start of the movie, it's wide open. Mm. And then uh, there's a point and it goes to 22.39 to yes. 1. So it's like normal widescreen. And then it switches and it's almost like it's filmed on an iPhone. Oh. And then there's a section of the movie like that. And then when it comes to the daughter, she has a few scenes like that. And then it goes back to widescreen yeah. and then it opens up to 1.85 to 1. So like TV yeah. size and it op- it's stunning. Hmm. So what the cinematography is amazing. Um, the All the performances are great. This is another one from Calvin Harris Jr. who was in um, Loose, as we yes. spoke about earlier. Um, I feel like this might be one of, this might turn out to be one of my favourite movies. Ever. Ever, Damn. potentially. Okay, well, I'm, I'll put the, actually, I'll, I'll, instead of watching Hellboy, I'll watch Waves. You watch Waves first. Yeah. Definitely, definitely mm. worth a watch. This, yeah, the colours as well that you get in this movie yeah. is stunning, unbelievable. The soundtrack as well. I've had the soundtrack yeah. on repeat since I heard it. It's a, uh, it's great. Yeah, really, really great. The next one, uh, Bombshell. Bombshell. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it. About but... Fox News and the sexual harassment case. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The performance, mm. the main, the, the performance from Margot Robbie is phenomenal. Okay, it's hence why she's been nominated for an Oscar for it. Yeah. The Nicole Kidman kind of gets forgotten. Okay, she's like a big part of the start of the movie because she really runs it. She yes. runs this campaign, and then she comes back at the end, and there's a middle whole middle section without her. Um, Charlize Theron's just fine. Mm. Um, John Lithgow plays a despicable man uh, which is rare for him because he's such a nice bloke yes. and he but the thing is they try and do the vice thing slash big short thing oh, right, yeah. where they have someone talking to the camera explaining everything yeah. but you don't need that for this like with the big short it's about a housing crisis that's hard to understand yeah, you've got to explain that yeah with vice it's about politics and the presidential campaign and stuff like that that's hard to understand yeah it's TV news. People know how the TV yeah. works. You know, you don't really need to explain that as much. Mm. Um, I think there's a few scenes with John Lithgow on his own. Okay. And that feels weird because 
he's the villain and you in a movie like this you don't want to give sympathy to a guy that yeah, sexually harassed loads of people yeah and it's sort of like they're giving him that they're okay. giving him like a story I and he's like is so, that to avoid them sort of acting as if they're giving a hit it's like they don't want to make a hit piece basically probably is yeah. probably is this movie may have been made too soon perhaps yeah yeah um but yeah just I didn't I didn't really like it that much damn well um okay we're down to the final four I promise this will end at some point yes just Mercy. Just Mercy. This is a movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx about... Um, it, J- Michael B. Jordan plays a young lawyer who's just come out of Harvard and decides he wants to help uh, people on death row that have been wrongly convicted. Okay. And so he travels down to Alabama to help Jamie Foxx, who's been convicted mm. of murder, mm. but he didn't do it. And so he works with uh, Brie Larson to uh, try and fix it all I'm guessing Jamie Foxx is just like outstanding yeah no I don't like Jamie Foxx as a dramatic actor no I don't I I think he's funny yeah in his comedic roles but as a dramatic actor I don't buy him at all okay Um, that's fine Michael B. Jordan's phenomenal yeah I think Brie Larson was a bit miscast I feel maybe Um, and it feels like every scene with Jamie Foxx feels like drama must act Okay, I, yeah. There are some really good scenes in it. Like, there's a scene, obviously we're on death row, so there's an execution scene, and that scene is heartbreaking yeah. in a lot of ways. And as well, when you see what the other death row members do during that, that's really good. That's a yeah. really good scene. Uh, a great scene, perhaps. But, um, yeah, all around, I just... It also felt derivative of other movies about race. So like, there's a scene when he gets pulled over by the police that Michael B. Jordan this is, yeah. and uh, like get gets a gun pointed at him by the police and yeah. like taken out of the car and searched, and he's like shaking up about it and the, and they walk away without telling him why. So mm-hmm. like we've seen this before in movies. I know it's horrible, yeah, yeah. but we've seen it done in other movies and done better yeah. with a more of a purpose. Okay, and I feel like in this they were just. They just put it in there, yeah, I mean, for the sake of it. Because our lead pretty much is, is is a black guy. So yeah, having you know, you, I mean, feel like you have to sort of comment on it, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, you have to have some it's, sort of like setup. It it, you know. it feels hard to uh, critique it like that. It is, yeah. But you know, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, it's okay though. Uh, the the other the, I saw it in the, some preview screening, and everyone else seemed to enjoy it. So maybe I'm in the. Uh, the minority minority that yeah. one um, next one Uncut Gems I have not seen this it comes out on Netflix on Friday but you have seen it I've seen it uh, okay it was I'm not going to comment whether it was legal or not legal um, but I've seen it <laughs> so <laughs> let's just talk about the film okay so this film is uh, it's a it's a Safety Brothers film it's if you've seen Good Time you've seen this film pretty much but I I'm not saying you I haven't seen that yet. That's that's on my shame list. Basically, it captures if you ever watch Good Time, it captures the exact uh, chaotic energy that the that this film captures. It actually insane. Um, con- that usually, uh, while watching, you're usually just completely fixated. There are a few breathing moments during this film, but the majority is just like completely crazy, yeah. non-stop. Adam Sandler surprisingly amazing. Uh, like punch drunk love, kind of amazing. Yeah, and just 
it's just outstanding watching everything unfold with so much intensity. It feels like something's just going to explode or something. But <laughs> nothing, no, I mean, it does, things do come of it. But during those scenes, it's just nonstop. It's like there's like a five, ten minute scene of just constant crazy. And it's, I don't know, it's incredible. It, I, I'm really excited to see this. I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed that I didn't get to see it before we recorded this. But um, yeah, I just... Uh, it comes out on on the thirty first of January yeah. on Netflix, so I'm gonna be right there after I watch the yes. second half of the last season of Project Horseman. Yeah, on the same day. Um, the next movie we saw this together. Mm-hmm. It's the White House. It's the uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, Willem Dafoe movie, uh, horror movie, and we saw it again at the Leeds International yeah. Film Festival. Um, we had a problem with the viewing because it was in the town hall. And of course, it was big and echoey. The yeah. acoustics were really good for like a theatre performance, but not for a movie. So a lot of so some of the grumbling dialogue we yeah. couldn't quite hear, but the rest of it we loved it. Honestly, every time I think about this film, I think it just has a, such an overwhelming sense of dread. From yeah, the first shot and all the soundtrack, especially. Yeah, everything is so is done with purpose, and there's a reason for it. So black and white helps immensely. Yeah, uh, having this in a what was it four by three aspect ratio or something like that? Cut down, really tiny. A really tight aspect ratio like that really helped because it just feels so claustrophobic. Yeah, Yeah. just really crazy. And performance is obviously outstanding. It's just such an. It's so. I'm using this a lot. Well crafted. It just is everything. It really is. is, Yeah, fantastic. Um, The ending was really, really, really powerful, powerful, moving, Um, and. Robert Pattinson, man, I cannot wait for his Batman movie. Honestly, like this guy has restored his like career here. I mean, he really has, crazy. really has. Um, it got one nomination for cinematography. I would have loved to see Willem Dafoe get a nomination. Honestly, why didn't this? Yeah, why didn't this get um, uh, best director? I mean, honestly, this had so much. Yeah, more than just looks. I mean, yeah, th- I think I think Todd Phillips shouldn't have been direct nominated for director, yeah. and either Robert Eggers, Greg Erwig, or someone else should have been in that category, but. What can you do? We're not uh, we're not old white men yet. Yeah, and I was going to say we're not the people who you know nominate films and don't even watch them. So that's no. what happens. So uh, yeah. the final movie uh, I got shouted at for uh, having this on my list because someone was uh, well actually I got shouted at for having Jojo Rabbit on my list really uh, for for best of 2019 because mm. someone was like we well, didn't come out in 2019 oh, it comes yeah. out in 2020 but well I've seen it in 2019 haven't yeah. I? Um, this one is another one. Shoot yeah. us. Right. Do you want to... <laughs> I, I usually, I usually do it based on what Letterbox tells me. And if it comes out in America first, then it comes out in 2019. That's why I said that, That's what I'm thinking here. Um, Parasite is a Korean movie that me and you walked six and a half miles to go and see. Yeah. There was a exclusive screening at Odeon. And I told you, this is what it's going to be. Because they don't tell you what movie it is. But they said it was subtitled. Like, it, it can't be anything other than this. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we've we've got to go watch it. Yeah. Um, thinking that Odeon was not very far away. And it was six and a half miles away. It took us two and a half hours to walk there. Oh and we watched it. Uh, then we walked six and a half miles back at 1am. Yeah. It, it was... Uh, it was an experience. It was an experience. It was cold. And... Uh, I was going a bit crazy because uh, that day I left um, a chicken drumstick in the oven and I was going a bit crazy thinking that, oh yeah. You've burnt the flat down. I burned the flat down. The chicken drumstick was cremated. 
and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was just it was just charcoal. Uh, <laughs> but back to the movie. Back to the movie. Uh, the so, movie yeah. was stunning. Amazing, yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely worth the walk. I think even the walk was horrible. Um, yeah, it was. Didn't didn't touch the movie. Yeah, in uh, any way, yeah, didn't affect it. Yeah, the the walk was longer than the movie. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> the. Um, yeah. It's a Korean movie about. I don't really even want to say even want to say what it's about, because um, I don't want to spoil anyone. Because yes. we went into this completely blind, it, not knowing anything. It flips genres on its head. It changes genres like on the fly, and it perfects them when it does it. It's crazy and outstanding performances. Crazy um, funny, crazy yeah. scary, everything. Uh, who's your favorite performance in this movie? I'll get the You're names. Questions. There are people asking questions. I'll get right. some of the names. I think up. about every character in this film. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm just gonna say the dad. The dad. Yeah, I like I, the dad because I think the dad had the most exploration. The the, the dad was really good. I liked the sister, yes. uh, Sodan Park. That was the sister. Oh yeah, and she the, was okay. Yeah. The dad was a uh, Kang Ho Song. Kang Ho Song. Classic. Um, what else have I seen him in? I've seen, but him, I have something seen him in something else. Yeah. Snowpiercer. He's in Snowpiercer. Oh right, okay. He's the Korean guy in that. That explains that. Yeah, and. If you haven't seen Snowpiercer, that's fantastic yeah, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's truly incredible, it and is. I'm gunning for it at the Oscars because yeah. it's been nominated for Best Picture, first Korean film to ever be nominated, oh, and I yeah. it has a it has the potential it to does. win. It does, but it won't. But there's a foreign category, <laughs> so it won't. Like if it win, if it doesn't win foreign. Then it will win Best Picture. Yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah, actually, but if it if it if it wins foreign, then it won't then it win won't, Best yeah. Picture. It's upsetting. So I'm, I'm, is... I'm fingers crossed. Honestly, Absolutely if fantastic. this wins, then I'm jumping for joy. Yeah, literally, um, it sets its level. Its level of filmmaking just sets it just just like a it psychology. Is, yeah. It's like it's it does things that I don't know how to elicit that kind of emotional impact. It's such an attention to detail. Yeah. In, in every shot it does so much it has so much comment, like not pointless commentary commentary that actually just is applicable and it like, makes me actually think about the sort of scenarios that people these people are in crazy yeah. it's just mad yeah. it really is um, there you go that is all of the movies mm. we saw all of the 81 movies yeah. combined we saw in 2019 now we've got a list of all the best picture nominees mm-hmm so the Best Picture nominees were... Let me just get this back up. They were... Uh, 1917, yep. Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. It's surprising how many of those are really good. Yeah. Like, for an Oscar I'm, nomination I'm list, really, yeah. I'm really surprised that all of these are good. For the most part, I don't think I'd be upset. Like, I haven't seen, if, if any of them won. Like, Le Mans 66, I haven't seen it. But oh, yeah, sure. Ford v. Ferrari is Le Mans 66. Yeah, yeah. It's got a different title. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one of those things, like, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly I, wouldn't be upset. I think 1917 will win. I'd be... Well, that's the thing is, they did win Golden Globes, right? Yeah. And a lot of my mates are saying that, but I... I, th- I think it will win, but I want yeah. either Parasite or uh, Marriage Story to win. Yeah. I feel 1917 is cinema. It, <laughs> it is, is. It cinema. is cinema. <laughs> yeah, it's cinema. It's, full it, what, stop. It, what defines it? It's the first, you know, cinematography, cine, you know. It's, it, is, it is what it the medium can facilitate. Yeah. But also... Like, because I mean, you could say, yeah, Little Women's a book, um, 
Marriage Story could have easily been a book. Or a play. Or a play, yeah. It... Marriage Story is a play I would watch yeah. the hell out of that. And I guess that's just what... Um, yeah, it, honestly, Night Seventeen just makes most of its medium, I reckon. It really does, yeah. Mm. Um, there we go. If Joker wins, I'll be a little annoyed. Because I don't <laughs> think it's worthy, but, you know... Um, that's uh, that's everything. We did it. We did nice. all of 2019, and it took us yeah. an entire Irishman to do. <laughs> an entire Irishman. An entire Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what's um, what's the plan for this week? What what are you what are you wanting to watch this week? Anything? Uh, oh, I need to watch Only God Forgives. It's not film, the film that came out. Oh, the year, Ryan Gosling film. Ryan Gosling film. Uh, I've heard mixed things. Mixed and things. I don't know what to expect. But yeah, that's what I'm going in. I'm going in in completely blind. Well, I've got three things on Friday that I want to watch. Mm. I've got... I want to go watch The Lighthouse again. Yeah. Ideally, if I can find a screening with subtitles, that'd be fantastic. Um, (laughs) I want to watch Uncut Gems. That comes out on Netflix. And I also want to... I'm also so nervous slash happy to watch the final season of Bojack Horseman. It's going to be good. Season 6 Part 2 comes out on Friday. And I'm going to be, like, unable to speak for a while after that. Well, I'm at it. I need to watch Waves and Loose as well. You need to watch La- Waves you, and Loose. Because you love them. Yeah. And then I'll watch Hellboy. But I, you watch Hellboy eventually. Maybe Hellboy with the intermission. Who knows? But. Uh, I also got on uh, Blu-ray this week, I got the documentary Room 237, oh, which okay. is a documentary about the making of The Shining. That's cool. It's about all the conspiracy theories around it. Okay. Um, so I'm really interested to watch that. That sounds quite good, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was... Mine and Will's look back on 2019 in film. Pretty solid year, right? Yeah, actually surprisingly good. Yeah, really good, good year. Really good year I reckon in the movie. start off with wasn't too, all too much, but yeah, near the end, yeah. Really, Very really good. picked up. Really yeah. picked up. Uh, looking forward to 2020. Um, what's your most anticipated? Uh, what's most... Oh, 2020. Um, let me think. I can't think of any films that are coming out in 2020. I'm very excited for Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie. And then Chris and Nolan was still making films. Yeah, it's a time <laughs> travel, time travel movie. Time, this time travel. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Nolan, he's gonna do it and have no flaws with it. It's gonna be clinical Pro- writing. Yeah, it's probably. Not have any any flaws in time travel because <laughs> this is Chris and Nolan. He's, he has this ain't no writing. Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of. I mean, there is a there is a. Oh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure horror movie coming out. Um, it's one set in snow. I can't remember where it is, but it's coming out this year. I, God, I can't remember. What it's a snow. They go to a, it's like a cabin in the woods, and they go to the cabin. It's standard, right? They go to the cabin, <laughs> and it's this. Um, it's something to do with the um, the person they're living with, a complete psychopath. Just seems really, really interesting from what I've seen, and the score sounds really good. So, oh, cool. I don't know. I, I Freddie cannot plug it because I do not know what it's called. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I will find out later. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, will, do you have anything you'd like to plug on the podcast? Plug. Uh, I mean, I've got a YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, it's just my name. It's it's William Sof. You spell it S O F E, and I've just got a second channel. It's Cat Slap. It's Cat Slap. It works in two ways. It's Cat Slap or it's Cat Slap. It Depends what you want. But there you yes, go. Um, and you've also got a letterbox where you review movies. Too. Yeah, that's where I review things. Um, it's not very good, but it is. <laughs> I like it. I it, read yeah, them. I read all your reviews. Thank you. It is. Uh, it is what I think of films. It's a good. It's a good archive. I reckon. Yeah. Like, if I want to look back at a film, like, hey, what do I think of this? Got it all written down. So yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been uh, who, who's been listening. Uh, if you've been listening for this long, my lord, you have no life. Um, I'll be back probably next week. Uh, this is going to be a regular occurrence now. Uh, maybe not always with Will, yes. but always with me, your host, your gracious host, Andalang Um If you want to tell, 
if you want to get in contact with the show, just uh, go on to Tainside Radio Facebook page, send them a private message and uh, with a, either a question or what was your favourite movie of 2019? What was your least favourite? Did you agree with us? Just let us know anything and it will uh, get back to me. You can also uh, follow me on Instagram. That's at the Reels under LW. You can send me messages on that and uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening and I'll be around soon. Thank you for having me on as well. Oh, you're very welcome, Will. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.